Caroline, why, why modern health? Yeah, great question. Um, so I spent uh, most of my career um, in tech um, and as a government contractor, so in heavily regulated industries. So um, big technology contracts for government, little bit in healthcare, uh, utilities, um, the California Health Benefit Exchange was a big project I worked on. Uh, the Cook County up in Chicago, their uh, their health and hospital systems was my client for a time. So worked a little bit in healthcare, very used to have heavily regulated and complex space. So I'm certainly up for the challenge. Uh, the inspiration certainly came from uh, my CEO, Cressa Hutchinson. Uh, her grit, brilliance, and dedication really to healthcare and population health management is uh, really unmatched by, you know, by anyone I've worked with or for. So she's super inspiring. She's absolutely proof positive that empathy is scalable and it can also be profitable. Um, she's just, she's just such a star. Um, and then that just ties into, um, it is important to me uh, to be doing something that uh, moves the needle for humanity, right? So U.S. healthcare, it's it's a beast. Um, it is totally broken. Um, it's burdened with bureaucracy, complexity, um, exorbitant costs, fraud even. Um, and what it's done is prevented the average person from really being able to access healthcare um, in an effective way. I have my favorite doctors. They're still, they're super hard to get into. Um, people who have filed bankruptcy almost always have medical debt. Uh, and now the worst of it, clinicians, doctors and nurses are now leaving primary care clinicians are leaving the industry. So not only are we in this like time where it's hard to access primary and preventative care, and then they're leaving because of, you know, some of the, the complexity and bureaucracy. So, you know, super mission driven company, um, the mission is to bring preventative primary care to as many people as possible. So wakes me up every single day. You mentioned with Caressa, the CEO, you mentioned her having a lot of positive attributes, but one of them you said was grit. And yeah. I think that's required for any early stage company, but why do you think that's also important in the healthcare space? Uh, yeah, it's, it's certainly uh, important in the healthcare space. Uh, it's not for the faint of heart. Uh, there's major players, um, in the industry, enormous uh, hospital systems, insurance carriers, um, administrative entities that, you know, when you're just trying to provide care to people, you know, you're really up against um, a lot of major players. So you got to have the ultimate grip to keep going, um, stay mission driven, and then really just make a great business case for what you're doing. Yeah. When you Join Modern Health. I'm guessing that you had other people in the. I mean, you come from a kind of a SaaS background in some in some ways. You probably had other people say, "So, what is this? What are you up to?" And I'm guessing some of them were outside healthcare. How did you kind of break down and simplify what it is, like the value prop or what you know what the company was to people outside the industry when they're asking you? Yeah. So, um, really, it's very simple. Uh, we provide twenty four seven access to a nurse and doctor care team um, at your fingertips. So um, that care team can come visit you at the work site, or you can text or call them with a 15 minute response time. You know, kind of gone are the days of your uh, family physician and really having access to them. So we're providing that, you know, first mile of healthcare for 
as many people as we possibly can. We do this through uh, two ways, through government contracts and also through agreements with employer groups. Yeah. So I'm imagining myself working at one of these employers. Like I would, I would love this, right? I think most people, you probably have no, (laughs) there's probably no, uh, need to convince employees this is a great benefit it's pretty obvious but what what for an employer what is the uh, we'll just go with the employer side who are who have been kind of the early adopters uh of this like the great fits initially like the people who get it whenever they hear kind of your initial explanation like who's the ones that get it and say oh yeah that's that would be great for us yeah so um the early adopters so we had our first paying business b2b customer in 2019 uh, we do serve uh, employers in nine different industries. We serve small and medium-sized employers. So really, I, I think some of the folks that ha- it has really resonated with are, um, and I, I don't want to, you know, uh, categorize uh, industries or employer groups together, but really groups that hire shift workers or part-time workers really resonates with them because you know, when you have a shift, it's hard to come away to see the doctor, right? And a doctor's office visit, I mean, do you want to say it takes two hours or four hours by the time you drive there? So it's really convenient. So it's convenient um, from that aspect. Um, And a lot of times, you know, the fact that we come on site is also um, an enormous convenience for people. So I would say, you know, shift workers that's in manufacturing, we serve a number of manufacturing groups, small manufacturers, uh, school district, we have our highest employee engagement with a school district in Missouri, it's 97%. So that means 97% of the members, which are the, the, the employees, um, have actually inbounded modern health for help. So um, they're, they really uh, embraced the solution. That's cool. Whenever you're in maybe early conversations with somebody you think this might be a good fit with, are there any misconceptions that they have uh, along with, with just the whole scenario of, oh, that's not a problem, or maybe this is, they've misdiagnosed about how to go solving that problem. Like what are, what are some of those misconceptions that you might run into? So yeah, we have a re-education process when we're talking to um, either an employer group, right? So that could be the owner of the business or the human resources person or the CFO. We also work with resellers. They're incredibly important. Those are employee benefits consultants or people that um, work uh, with the employer groups with their health insurance. Um, So we really have a re-education process uh, the biggest misconception I would say is, um, you know, you're a lot like teledoc or telehealth. Uh, we do have a virtual component to what we do. Uh, but a lot of times when you're calling into, um, a teledoc, it's, you know, it's, it's a call center. So we are dedicated. So we assign our nurses and doctors to the employer group. So it's that you know, it's that trust and affinity with that clinician. So that's probably the first one is, oh, we've got telehealth. It's through our carrier, right? Um, It's not the, you know, that one-on-one relationship-based, you know, first mile access to a clinician that can handle anything from, you know, your 
health conditions to navigating the health system to being your patient advocate. That's probably the biggest one. Um, another one is how to pay for modern health. Um, modern health, you know, understanding the payer space was I was one of the biggest challenges I think that the founders had because, again, just providing healthcare, doctors and nurses makes sense, right? We all want it. It all sounds awesome. How to pay for it's another thing. Um, and so the traditional model, business model of healthcare is fee for service. So that's every doctor appointment, every lab test, every imaging, every procedure and surgery has a price associated with it. And that's the way almost every element of healthcare is delivered. And that's the way every business and individual thinks about it. You have to present your insurance card. You have to prepay for your services. So for us, we're what's called a capitated business model, flat fee, unlimited. So unlimited access, our nurses send on average 3,200 text messages in a quarter. Our doctors prescribe medicine all the time. We shop for um, you know reasonably priced medicine for people. Um, it's just part of what we do. And so it's that capitated model of high value care, unlimited care and access um, at a flat fee. So the business model is pretty, um, you know, it, it's it's an education process. Yeah. I'm guessing you have you have a chance to talk with people who are the employees at some of these organizations who have used this service. What What's the feedback that you hear from them? So um, I'm going to do my best to stay HIPAA compliant here, <laughs> but we have um, we have stories all the time um, with um, employees that with the the glowing feedback. Um, as far as you know, one of a couple really compelling ones we had. I mean, we have a scenario where you know a child was um, ending up in the back in the hospital and it's because the parent couldn't afford an insulin pump and our nurse helped source an insulin pump. We had, um, we had one employee give a really great story as a gentleman that said, Hey, I was new to town. I moved to town for my new job. So I didn't have any of my doctors established. I have, I have high blood pressure. So it's really important that I monitor it and stay on the right medicine. You guys check the box for everything, right. And help me with my high blood pressure, my medicine and my kids and my wife. So we hear these anecdotal stories day in and day out. We want to talk about them more. Um, but you know, with, with HIPAA compliance, that's, we want to always honor that. Um, so again, you know, it's always kind of walking the line for us. Yeah. If I try to put myself in the shoes of of somebody who has access to this, it's as I've adulted, you know, in my life and gone through yes. experiences, you know, one of the conversations I have with my wife is like, you have to be your own advocate. And like, it, it just feels like you're kind of on your own is yeah. the feeling that I've experienced personally. And so you have to be on top of it. I mean, if you think that you can kind of walk into the system and everybody's really thinking about you top of mind. Like that's not the case. Like you're just this next appointment that they've got, they're going to do the best they can in that short period of time. So it feels like you're kind of gaining an advocate and because of the way you guys do it, that there is a possibility for a relationship to form and a familiar face to see, which is kind of a rare rarity these days in, in some ways, right? It is, it is. And that's where, you know, technology is works in our favor, um, especially post pandemic Folks really became 
um, really comfortable with telehealth, virtual visits. Um, again, my favorite doctors, uh, my very favorite primary care doc and pediatrician, you know, they offer virtual health, uh, my orthopedic person, uh, but still it's the ability to get in, it's to get that appointment. It still might be two or three weeks away. So it's not just the technology, it's also the accessibility and convenience of having that within a 15 minute uh, response time. And uh, there's so much cool stuff, you know, from a technology standpoint, remote stuff, that's really the direction that healthcare is moving. Um, there's new devices, like there's um, personal EKG monitors, smart stethoscopes, blood sugar monitors, all that stuff is going to help our clinicians over time. Uh, mobile imaging, healthcare ride sharing. I, I know Uber has a healthcare division now. Um, all of that's really going to come into play um, as we move forward in kind of this new world of healthcare. Um, genetic testing is super interesting. Um, as you know, the costs go down. Um, we look forward to using, you know, genomic testing to help people to know, hey, here's this test. It's inexpensive. We know what medications are probably going to work for you. So all this really cool stuff that'll ultimately help our business, uh, our business model over time. Yeah. It feels like the innovations on the health side uh, are amazing, it, but the way we interface to get to those solutions is a real pain and a headache. And that feels very dated in some ways. Right. And so right. I do think it does seem like we were pacing in this direction. And I don't know, my, my personal take is it feels like it's all accelerated in the past few years, maybe through COVID and just what that all did for us being locked up and the way we right. were trying to access healthcare. Right. Outsiders view looking in is it feels like we've accelerated and some of the ways we interface with health is being rethought in some ways. And you're one of them. I mean, that's my take. Do you do you share that viewpoint? Do you feel like it's always been headed on this path? Do you think it's accelerated? What's your thought? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Um, we had, and an, I'm not going to take credit for this, but we were um, talking with um, someone that works with um, a lot of different healthcare providers, and um, and this person said, "Oh, I, I lump everybody in like two buckets, like the old healthcare and the new healthcare." And there really is, we really do consider ourselves the new healthcare, um, not based on our delivery model and also based on our business model. And the business model is the other side. Um, again, the the bureaucracy and complexity has come from, you know, a lot of middlemen and a lot of people making a lot of money off of healthcare. And so, you know, for us, it's a pretty simple fix. It's let's just provide high quality, high caliber clinicians, doctors and nurses. We have some fantastic doctors and nurses that are um, that are that work for us that some early teledoc doctors. We have one of the lead DPC doctors in Boston. Um, not to mention, you know, we have a great nurse that runs our federal project. We have local nurses here in Kansas City that um, our CEO has worked with for years. So super high caliber clinicians and, you know, provide, you combine that with the one-on-one -on -one relationship with people. And then we also have, um, we have a, we do have a technology layer, believe it or not. We don't, that we don't lead with that because it's really the human component, which is the most important part of what we do, that relationship. But we have technology that provides the UI to the doctors and nurses, to also the patients. We have a data layer to what we do. We measure everything that's happening. It's actually a medical record. 
and we can ingest data from insurance, from claims, um, and then really have this fantastic snapshot of population health. So, you know, that's, um, you know, that's really the, the nuts and bolts of what we do. Um, the population health aspect and what we can do for employers to help them contain costs. Um, if, you know, there's providing health insurance and healthcare coverage to employees is one of the very most expensive things that employers have to do. They're required to do it by law. It gets more expensive every year and working with, you know, the resellers and, and benefits consultants and employer groups, the insurance costs have gone going up like 25% this year because nobody went to the doctor during pandemic because they had to stay away. And then everybody got all their stuff done yep. last year. And then there was deferred care. So there was more disease. I mean, it's, you know, there it's increased 25%. So, um, so again, trying to be on the forefront of um, just providing a really common sense way to help people and then help businesses, you know, kind of control their risk profile is a big, big part of what we do. Yeah. I agree with your sort of messaging strategy a little bit on that front. You kind of teased it, which is probably to investors. You're talking about the data layer and the technology aspect, right? But when you're talking to a future partner, they maybe not care so much about that. They care about what's this look like to the employees? How do we interface with this ourselves? What's the cost? What's the payoff? Those but you, like you said, it's very common sense in some ways. Like we want to provide more access uh, to this in a way that fits into their lives yeah. uh, than what than what options exist right now. And if you've tried to book an appointment recently and they put you on a nine month waiting list, you can relate to that. That's right. That's right. And you know, and also the, um, you know, the again that affinity and access to. Uh, clinicians that know you is so powerful because uh, what happens you you have your favorite doctors and then you can't get in because you have something acute you have a fever or a rash or you think you broke a bone so you're going and seeing clinicians that don't know you um, so again that's a big part of our really high engagement numbers is you know our nurses go on site and meet everybody face to face um, that relationship is formed. And then we hire clinicians with culture and community in mind. We have new employer groups um, here in Kansas City that um, that have Spanish speakers. So we have a Spanish-speaking nurse. It's really important to have clinicians that look and sound like the population, um, and then it just you know kind of brings that um, holistic and preventative care full circle because it's that again, it's the relationship that's key. Yeah, it's so true. I mean, technology is great and we want to use it as much as we can, but when you're, yeah. when things are confusing, you want a person. That's and right. Just like, can I just talk to a person about this? Every time, <laughs> every time. And there's nothing more personal than, than your health, right? Yeah. And your health or the health of your, your kids, your family that are on the program as well. There's nothing more personal than that. And then, so there's nothing more frustrating than being put on hold. Oh, or yes. sitting in, in an office and not getting care. And then that's, and, and that's just scratching the surface because the worst case scenario is not getting care at all. And even worse than that is, or, or getting care that wasn't right for you. So, mm -hmm. so it's just many, many layers there. Yeah. You talked about the person who says old healthcare, new healthcare, and yeah. you're in that bucket. When you look at the players in that bucket and you imagine what the next five, 10, whatever, years looks like like what what do you envision what or what gets you excited or you're like okay finally we're going to have this 
is going to become a reality? Like what, what comes to mind when you're asked that question? Oh my gosh, so much to get excited about. So like I said, for us, we do have two sides. We have a government side and a B2B side. So um, on the government side, right now we have projects with uh, health and human services. Um, and uh, we'll once it goes live, we'll be able to announce, um, announce what we're doing. Um, the use cases on the government side are almost endless. Uh, we do know there's going to be um, some opportunities for us, you know, whether or not we actually pursue those, um, whether it's with public health, with school districts, um, also with rural hospitals. Um, like I said, the, the use cases are almost endless there. On the B2B side, there's additional challenges on going to market. Like I said, we serve small to medium-sized employers now. We really want to swim upstream. We really want to start serving more employers and bigger employers. Uh, we want to be able to serve as many medium and large-sized employers as we can. Not sure that the jumbo market will ever be for us, but we do want to swim upstream and help more people. Uh, so that's really exciting you know, for us to think about the growth potential um, and just getting, you know, getting to more people. The cool thing is, is that our operational model with our technology and then layered with what we call our bench, it's a bench of clinicians. So in order to do business with the federal government, we have to have doctors and nurses in all 50 states. Um, that allows us to turn a new employer group on wherever we land. So that's what's really exciting for us is that um, you know, the, the founders have really built an operational model that um, is built to scale. Um, and again, the use cases are pretty, pretty wide open. Just on a personal level, what do you think has been the most rewarding uh, part of being part of modern? So I think for me personally, the most rewarding part has been um, just really understanding the healthcare industry better. Um, you know, most people that follow, you know, basic economics understand the dynamics of healthcare and who the major players are. Uh, it's been really rewarding for me to learn even more about it and motivating to, to just go to market faster. I feel like we can't go fast enough. And then to see the major players like Amazon and JP Morgan Chase and Walmart trying to fix healthcare um, and then being able to you know, help Cress and Derek, uh, you know, hire as many nurses and doctors as possible to go to market. Um, it's just a great mission. Yeah. Is there, is there anything that's like surprised you? Like when you thought about what it was going to be like to join this organization, you know, the founders, you're impressed with what they're doing. Is there now that you're, you're living it every day, is there anything that you're like, wow, I didn't see that coming? Uh, let's see. So, uh, something unexpected. Um, I would say, uh, one of the most unexpected parts of being at Modern Health is um, is their operational model. I mean, I, I knew they were onto something. Yeah. I mean, I knew what they were doing was was excellent, and they had a great, you know, business case for what they were doing. Um, but really, you know, just really, really surprised at their operational model and how sophisticated it is, because I get that all the time. I mean, I talk to other people and, you know, health tech and healthcare services that have point solution. Like there's no way you guys can scale. Um, there is, there is, there is a way to scale. Um, it's building a network, uh, building great technology. Um, 
So that's one thing that was really, really impressed by. As those operator. are the best kinds of, yeah, those are the best kind of surprises. Like, oh, this is yeah. more buttoned up than I thought. Totally. Totally. That's a good surprise. Yeah. So there's people listening to this who probably are now interested enough that they want to check out Modern Health. Where would you point them if they were interested? So uh, folks can email me, Caroline, C-A-R-O-L-I-N-E, at modernhealth.com. So that's M-O-D-R-N-H-E-A-L-T-H.com. Um, or visit our website, modernhealth.com. And uh, to learn more, uh, happy to answer any questions or talk more. Awesome. Caroline, this has been great. Really enjoyed it. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, absolutely.